You are now turning in to Excelsior. I'm not going to set my drink down. Don't set it down. <laughs> suck it down. Set it down. Suck it down. Um, hi, Amanda. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> okay, so you are a little quiet. So maybe we'll shed this. Do I have to use my sexy voice? Oh, yeah. Use your sultry. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's get the show on the road. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm with Amanda. What is your full name? It's Amanda Kissed. However, everyone remembers because it's Amanda Hugging Kissed. So. Amanda Hugging. Wait, what's your middle name? Marie. Marie. Yeah. But it's Amanda Hugging Kissed. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> that's how people can remember me, I guess. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Um, let me just see one more thing with this. Okay. Um, so you are the owner of Salon Halo. Yes, for seven proud years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That's a good... Yeah. Yeah, it's almost ten. Do you have a plan for a ten-year? No, I think um, with the environment we're in right now, I'm going to take it quarter by quarter. Yeah. Um, as far as what my plan looks like going ahead, it's, you know, I'm in a lease, so. Sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll cross those bridges when we get there, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, and so it's in Robbinsdale. Downtown. Yeah. Are you, is there a reason you chose Robbinsdale? Uh, yes. I sound better like this, so thank you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> So, continue your story. So, why Robbinsdale? Um, So, Robbinsdale first came into my, I don't know, vision line is the first housing market. Okay. So, um, many people don't realize I was married once before, and we purchased our first home in Robbinsdale. So, I came from South Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Housing market brought us to Robbinsdale. I had two small children. Uh, We started their education journey at Sacred Heart. And so I was involved in the community already. And within that time, I was also going to school for business management and marketing. Cool. And I always had this business plan at the bottom of the drawer, you know, and raising two small kids and, you know, ending the relationship that I had with my ex-husband and trying to figure out who I was. And, you know, everything had to line up perfectly and throughout my history um in my career I always worked like I worked at 50th in France yeah you know I worked in Uptown we're in Uptown at John English oh yeah that's where I started but you know those neighborhoods you can swing your ass and hit five salons yeah you know and so I know what a saturated market looks like Mm -hmm. and that's not what I wanted Mm -hmm. and um so I tell this story how Halo's location came to be is um I don't know if you're a believer out there but it happened to me so of course I'm gonna believe I recently at this time got married to my forever husband Jason who Mm -hmm. you've met and we've been married for about a year and it's after spring break and I'm driving down Broadway towards Sacred Heart picking up my kids like I do you know five days a week Mm -hmm. twice a day And where our location is, there's a stop sign about a quarter of a block away. So everybody is stopping at the stop sign because everybody's coming to pick up their kids right down the street. And I felt like I got rear-ended. 
What? To the point where I jerked. And I looked in my rear view mirror and I was going to be like, Mother, mm, what are you doing? No one behind me. I have goosebumps. No one behind what? me. And I had to do this double take. And I thought, what is wrong with oh me? Gosh. And I, as I'm looking in my back seat, you know, thinking, I don't you know, what in the world just happened. I see this big, giant for lease sign in the window. And I thought, how... How have I not noticed this before? Well, I didn't oh notice gosh. it because I'm obeying traffic laws. I'm looking at the stop sign, right? Like, yeah. So you don't. You're driving. You're driving. <laughs> yeah. And I looked and I thought, that's it. And it just. And so by the time I got from that moment to the parking lot to pick up my kids, which is a half a block, oh I had my realtor on the phone and I was like, Christina. I need to know what's the average household income because I need to know that this communi- community can support the type of salon that I bring in. Right. And then I did more research and there's mm. no other salons in Robinsdale. What? Outside of Great Clips and then there's a wonderful woman that has a salon in her home and so I thought bingo. Oh uh, yeah. Whoa. So I, l- I literally came home that day. My husband was working from home and I came home that day and I marched in and I'm like I know where I'm putting the salon. He's like, well, calm down. Calm down. We just got married. We just tore up our basement. I'm like, that shit can wait. Yeah. But we got to move now. So, like I said, that was after Christmas break, so January. Sure. We were in a chamber meeting in February. I got the keys in May, and we opened in August. That is so So it was just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had everything there. Yeah. So... Oh my gosh, that is a crazy story. And at the time, what was on the block now is not at all what's on the block. No. At all. And do you feel like, I kind of feel like you're part of the beginning of Mm -hmm. that. Like you kind of helped grow the block. That was one thing. So I knew the mayor really well at the time because our kids went to school together. and Regan, yeah. Regan, yeah. So I was chatting with him. And I was like, who do I got to talk to to open up a business here, you know? And so he pointed me in the right direction, which was really helpful. And, um, you know, it was just, it it just, it all worked out. And I was talking to my husband about this. You know, that's a huge leap of faith. Yeah. And half, you know, a lot of people in Robbinsdale didn't know who I was. And I had to sit in front of city council and say, I know none of you know me, (laughs) but please take a risk on me. Because I didn't want to ride the wave. I wanted to create the wave and yeah. be ahead of the wave. Right. You know, so. That is so cool. It was, it was, yeah. And I know just working and bartending at the birdhouse down mm-hmm. the street, people are always coming from there. a lot of, like, <laughs> all the time. Like, every day. Every they're day. They're talking about someone. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yep. I know. And then I walk in and they're like, Amanda. It's like, Yes. Yes. yes, you can't go anywhere now because it's like, it's, especially that strip. You go out right. and you're like, oh hi, right. oh hi, hi, hi. Well, you are the reason everybody in Robbinsdale looks good. I I do <laughs> consider myself the head of the beautification committee for yeah. Robbinsdale. So. You do a good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I have good talent. I have yeah. really good talent. So. I know I've met some of them, and I mean I've yet to go in there, but mm-hmm. everybody looks good. <laughs> Everyone who's like, oh, I just got my hair yeah. done. So, I just got this. Yeah. So you see our clients who get done having, you know, they have their hair done and then they come over and want to celebrate it and show it off. Oh, so yeah. they see you. Oh, yeah. And then you see us yep. at like, bar closes at nine and I'm pulling in the clutch at like 845 <laughs> and there's my G&T on the counter. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank mm. you. <laughs> 
I have makeup all the way down on my chin. Whatever. It doesn't oh, my God. <laughs> you, you guys look great for working that long um, and working a whole day and dealing with that. I mean, I think just um, being a hairstylist, because you're a hairstylist, mm-hmm. is that, okay, um, do you still do hair yes. like there? Okay, yes. so you own it, run it, and then you also yep. have your own clients. Yep. So I'm pushing 22 years behind the chair. Okay. And, That's a um, amount of time. Yeah. I have seen... You know, I think like, oh, 22 years. And then you really think about trends and you think about your life's journey and the journey that your clients have been on with you. Oh, my God, I'm freaking old. <laughs> um, first of all, no, but I get it. You know, it's, it's oh, you know, your baby's graduating. Great. I remember before you were pregnant with your baby. So. Oh, my gosh, yeah, because you get to see everybody in their mm-hmm. life journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, and then right now I'm working, I would say, two and a half, three days behind the chair. But they're long days. Oof, yeah. And then the other days I'm I'm there navigating mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I was going to say everything, right? Everything, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I bet you say very busy. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you go to school originally for hair? At, at the Aveda Institute. Okay. Yeah. Downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it Northeast? Northeast. Northeast. Yeah. Fourth okay. and Central. Very cool. A the lot. original. Yeah. It changed, hasn't it? Yeah. The curriculum was bought out and, you know, I mean, just like anything. Um, yeah. Horst owned it up until a certain period of time and then, then he was able to yeah. do his thing. It's beautiful in there. It is. It's really beautiful. I've been in there once. It's so cool. If I remember correctly, I believe it's a Masonic temple. Oh, yeah. And so there is no windows on the east side for that reason. Crazy. And there's also a tunnel in the sub-basement. Okay, I have have those goosebumps again. (laughs) That goes all the way to a funeral home. What? That is, oh gosh, what is it? Kitty Corner from Sturdix? Oh my gosh. Like, what? there's a church there and stuff. That whole area has changed so much within the last 20 some yeah. years as well. So, so do you think there's ghosts in there? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Have you seen any? I haven't seen any, but so there's four floors, and you can imagine the amount of stairs that you have to climb. And so, as students, you are not to take the elevator, period, at all. At all. I mean, we stand for a living, hustle. Like, oh, yeah. You know, work it out. Yeah. Fitness is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, say that after climbing those stairs once. Yep. Um, and so when we were when we were in school, they they I don't know if it's real, but they said a little boy haunts the elevator. So I think it might have been just a thing to. Hmm. But as far as like, I think some of the esthetology and the massage therapy because they're working behind curtains and things like that I think that they've seen a few things move here and there but as far as me being on the Cosmo floor not really mm. creepy I, I want to hear some more stories about this <laughs> I feel like you would have good ghost stories I do I have like... really good ghost stories yeah. I do oh, I, I want to have just like a ghost story mm. podcast I, I could, mean it is Halloween I could, time I know <gasps> spookers Ooh. I have lived in a ferociously haunted house. Are you serious? Yeah. We moved out because we've had we had enough at that point. As so. an adult or a child? As an adult. Okay. Yeah. It was With your children? No. Um this was when I was dating my first husband and we moved into a duplex at 40th and 10th in South. Okay. And 
That was, I was going to beauty school at the time. I was working at a um, coffee shop and I also was a shift lead at a Papa John's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And so, okay. So what coffee shop did you work at? Sister Sludge. Ooh, what's that? That sounds fun. I'm sorry, sisters, if you listen to this, I can't remember where your new location is, but I've been there. They used to be on the corner of 46 and Bloomington Avenue South. Okay. For years, it was owned by Triplet Sisters. Cool. And they had a downtown location, so I worked. I worked a season at their downtown location as oh, well. So you're so. a barista too. I was a barista because, as you can tell. Yeah, you're good at making. I could be a really good bartender. <laughs> yep. So, um, for the safety of all mankind, I decided to put those skills towards coffee. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. that's good. Yeah, it was fun. Fun. I could see you, mm-hmm. yeah, doing we that. We used to have, uh, I'm talking I was 19, okay? Yeah. So super inappropriate if you look at it now, day and age, but we would have Fantasy Thursday. So my girlfriend, Angie, who I worked with, her and I would open on Thursdays, and we would dress in costume. Like, you know, cute little costumes. And we would... Um, give uh, customers like 10 pers- like ten cents off their coffee if they told us a dirty joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that though. And but then the sisters are like, our sales are through the roof on Thursdays. You girls are rocking it. So oh it was gosh. like, maybe we shouldn't dress as a naughty school girl. That might be giving uh, the wrong message. But we were so good at it that there was a line out the door. Are you serious? And all of our regulars, so we would just have their drinks ready at the line before they even ordered. Oh my gosh! Because we just we see you we were had, already a marketing genius oh yeah. when you were oh when yeah. you were younger. Yeah. you were made to be where you are. <laughs> Started young. Yeah. yeah, that is awesome. So we had a lot of fun. I really, I, I really miss that job. Oh, fun! Even to this day, I think it was like the best. Yeah, working. I've never worked at a coffee shop, but I've worked at. Like doing barista stuff mm-hmm. and bartending is very similar. Yep. But it's like yep. even just going to a coffee shop, I love getting to know the mm-hmm. baristas and, you know, right. hanging out. And it wasn't none of this, no offense to people at Starbucks, but, you know, you press a button and here and, and everything's measured out. It mm-hmm. was vigorous training on your espresso is burnt. Mm-hmm. Your espresso, you know, it's too watered down or, yeah. you know, you haven't cleaned your gadgets and is all very it's, yeah, sciencey. Yeah. A lot yeah. of chemistry. It is. Yeah. That is coffee. Yeah. I'm not good at making coffee. <laughs> Either put like, too much or too little. Yeah, or like, like, what's your favorite now? And I'm like, drip. Drip coffee. Because it it's easy, right? It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's easy. And, you know, I'm not a sweet girl. I'm a savory girl. So. Yeah. Not you a know. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a fancy coffee maker at home? I do not. Okay. I um, literally have drip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no Keurig. Keurig. No, no Keurig. I'm not a fan of the Keurigs. I don't like it's all the waste. The I don't, I don't trust hot liquid being poured through plastic. Nope, it's just so many things wrong. You know, and Keurig. I know that they, you know, you can get these reusable pods and ugh, I'm busy. I'm busy. First mm-hmm. of all, I am tired AF when I wake up and can't even see straight. So you're going to ask me, like, put these grounds in this tiny little thing. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> And then chances are it's a 10-hour workday, and I come home, and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is clean out this right. darn filter. But, yeah. Uh, pre, pre-COVID, pre we got an espresso machine. 
um, one of my clients turned me on to it. And so at the salon, we would have bougie Nespresso coffee. Oh, yeah, those are fun. Those are really fun. Yeah, especially for the salon because it's yeah. easy. You just yeah. pop it in, right? Yeah. And, it's just... and then it's an aluminum thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then they recycle elves. Oh, okay. So you can send them into Nespresso and they take care of it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. For a salon, I could see that. Yeah. But at home, I couldn't justify no. it. No. And then my husband works from home, so he's drinking a pot of coffee. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine yeah. just the pile of little Ugh. containers? It'd be horrible. Yeah. We don't do that. I know. So. I'm a coffee addict. But, um, okay, so let's go back to your journey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got a little sidetracked. That's know, okay, that's though. Cool. Talking about coffee. Um, so let's go back. You were at the salon, and then <clears throat> I don't even remember where we left off, to be I don't honest. Remember. Oh, well, we were talking about haunted houses. So yeah. I lived in South, worked at Sludge, went to school. Then I worked at Johnny English for almost a year. Mm-hmm. I was the best shampoo girl ever because that's all I ever did. What? Yeah. Why? Because that's that's how they did apprentices back then. Oh, they have shampoo <laughs> girls. Like somebody just washes hair and then you go back. Yes. So it's not like the person you're with and then right. they do it. And they... I was a shampoo girl, mm. and I'm talking in July. My hands were bleeding because I was shampooing so much hair, mm. and I thought I was going to get this awesome education. And I'm living in uptown, and I'm working in uptown, and yeah. living the dream, and this is awesome. And you know, I feel like Mary Tyler Moore. And oh, yeah. So not so much. <clears throat> no. Um, not so much. And then when I worked there, I um, became pregnant with my first child, my son, Michael. And then we um, moved down to Burnsville because my family's south of the river. Oh, yeah. And then I worked at a mall job at a salon. And it was the worst time of my entire life. Was it Burnsville Center? It certainly was. (laughs) And it was next to the pet store, so I got to smell pet store. Oh, it was. They t- they don't do good <coughs> care to those pets at no. the pet stores. No, so it's, no. that's got to be hard to see every day. No, on top of it was hard just going to work every day. Ugh. So what what salon was it? Oh, should we not say? Well, they're not in business anymore, oh, okay. so it's Master Cuts by Regis. Oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, the tricky part is. Is it guys only? No. Oh okay. They did cut and color, but I'm four months pregnant. Uh-huh. And I was pregnant everywhere. So there was no, like, maybe she ate too much over lunch. No, I was pregnant everywhere. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. You can say whatever, but I feel like that is the only job I could get because I applied at 10 different places. Ugh. Yeah. So I've I've worked the gamut of a lot of things. Yeah. I bet that's hard to be on your feet all the time pregnant. Or was it not that bad? Mm, no. No. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. And it's probably, I just, a lot of people, why don't people like that? I don't know. I don't know. It's silly. Because I walk around looking like I need maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Truth. Yep, it is truth. Yep. Uh-huh. It's so, <clears throat> but I did that for a year, and uh, I said, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I called up my girlfriend from beauty school who was working at a salon at 50th in France, and she said, there's an opening Oh, nice. And I just did it. I said, perfect. I'll be there on Monday. And Awesome. Yeah. So. And that worked out. You liked it there for a while? Or? I did. Yeah. I learned so much. Oh, good. I actually worked alongside Horst Reckelbacher, founder of Aveda, oh, his wow. niece. Yeah. So I worked alongside her. I mean, she started beauty school when she was 16. 
alongside her uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, that's super amazing. And then Barber Bob. Barber Bob, I'm trying to remember when I started with him. I want to say he was like 60. And he he actually owned the barber shop in Robbinsdale um, in the strip center that Eagle's Nest is in. Oh. It used to be a squire, and now it's top rank used to be a squire. So back in the 60s, 70s, he worked there. He wow. was a barber in the army. Cool. Yeah, so he taught me a lot of barbering. Barber Bob. Yeah, Barber Bob. I love that. We always joked. I was like, Bob, you have all of these clients because they get to sit here and look at all of these ladies. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That was was fun. I I worked alongside um, at one salon there. I worked two salons at 50th in France, or two locations. And I worked alongside a gentleman who was Irving Rusk's last apprentice so rusk the company yeah so one of his last apprentices i worked alongside for a little bit so i learned i I learned a lot from him a lot all at this one place yeah that's well one area yeah yeah okay that's awesome yeah very cool very cool and that's where you were there for how long um yeah about 10 okay how how old is the current Ooh. 17? Is that too much? 13? 17 sounds more right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think how old my kid is. Isn't it crazy? Like, for people who have kids, you're like, how old is my kid? And that'll tell you where I was in my life. Right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How old is your kid? So, my oldest is 20. Mm -hmm. Well, almost 20. And he's at Madison. Okay. In Wisconsin. Oh, wow. For pre-med. Smart. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> but um and then my daughter is 16 so and okay so you, she just still lives with you and yeah 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 she's you just look too young to have a grown-up child yeah. i bet you hear that a lot that's because i use professional skincare people lots I of water <laughs> lots of water is that the secret yeah and spf spf wash your face before you go to bed Mm. I know. I know. We're all guilty. <laughs> I know. Um, and then um, good, good, clean product, honestly, okay. and, and yeah. stick with it, but lots of water. I grew up where there was no soda. Okay. There was no processed yeah. food. There was. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Lots of water. Stay mm-hmm. away from processed foods. Mm-hmm. I, I also feel like whatever you, like, yeah, whatever you eat really shows on your face. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, if I go... And, like, drink a lemon water, like, whole lemon every day. It's like, oh, wow, my skin looks yeah, different. Radiant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So not only what you put on, yeah. but what you put in. And what you do in your 20s, you'll see it in your 30s. <laughs> and what you do in your 30s, you'll see it in your 40s. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so screwed. <laughs> That's why I'm like, thank goodness I was a barista. Thank right. goodness I had my kids young because I would be dancing on the tables. Right. You know, just. Yeah. How old were you help. when you had kids then? Um, or first, your first kid. So I was pregnant at 21 and then 25. Oh, wow. So, Those are good ages. Yeah. Yeah. Not too young. Not no. too, you know. No. But so. yeah. do you think you'd ever have more? Hell no. <laughs> but you can't wait till the 16 year old. I'm almost there. I know. I'm almost there. Yeah. I'm going to be an empty nester before I'm 45, so. That is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a great life. Yeah. 
Isn't that kind of nice? I can. Yeah. I have enough life left. I can still screw it up a couple of times. Right. And and still be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love so. that so much. That's so cool. Does your daughter want to be um, like you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> we are so much alike that I am the exact thing that she does not want to be. <laughs> she doesn't want to work at a salon? She doesn't want to do hair? No, we tried that for a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. A very hot minute. What is she into? You know, she's into being 16. Yeah, I guess. I don't, like, you know, I mean... I mean I really enjoy where we're at right now, even though we're constantly at each other's throats more often than not. But mm-hmm. and it's, it's a. I mean, I have a sixteen-year-old daughter who is a carbon copy of me, which means, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. enough said. <laughs> um, but it's really fun to see her evolve into her own self and yeah. find her own style and her own brand and experiment with things. And yeah, I mean, I did it. Yep, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do tell her if she colors her hair or cuts her own hair, she's out of the will. Like, period. <laughs> out of the will. Okay. Yep. <laughs> do you do her hair? I bet you do. I do. I don't do it how she wants. I don't do it how she likes. Oh. I don't go as short or as dark or what have you. And <laughs> She's your most difficult client. Yeah, family always is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's what I always hear. Is. Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah. So. Funny. Because yeah. they're... They think they can say whatever they want. Or what, why is that? Um, too comfortable? It's too comfortable. And, you know, just do whatever. Just, you know what I want. And then, or they want all this elaborate thing. And the reality is, for example, my daughter has dark red auburn hair. Mm-hmm. And she wants blue-black. Mm. And in order for me to get blue-black, I'm talking like a six-hour process. Yeah. And so it's not... Oh, and then can't you just do this real quick? There's no real quick about it. Yeah. I mean, the cost of product alone, let alone my time, and we're going to get hungry. Yeah. And then I'm going to want to drink afterwards. Right. It's like a whole thing. This is a whole thing. It's a whole thing. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) And then my, and then like my husband's hair, he's got the most majestic full mullet you've ever seen. He does. He does. Yeah. He's got quite the head of hair. And so... Sometimes I'm so busy and he needs a cut. I'm like, sit down. I'm just cleaning up your neckline and around your ears. And <laughs> He's just like I'll, running yeah. around. And you're like, no. Yeah. No, just stop. Just sit down. Let me clean minutes. it up. Yeah. I don't think he's ever had a full haircut in over a year. Because I just, a little here, a little there. That's all we have time for. But yeah. <laughs> get out. That's hilarious. So. Yeah. He has nice hair. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you maintaining well, it. Well, yeah. I think some of it's genetic too. But yeah. He's got. Yeah. He's got the quite, quite the mane. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You can't... Would you ever be with somebody who had bad hair? Mm, well, uh, are they funny? <laughs> Do they have a good personality? Yeah. Do they have style? Yeah, maybe. Grace? Yeah. I guess your hair doesn't really matter. Okay. Well, one of my girlfriends, her husband's bald, and yeah. I'm like, that is perfect. Right? That is perfect. Oh, yeah, because then... Right. No. But then he's bougie with his facial hair, you know, and we're, we're Cosmos. We're not barbers. So our guidance only goes so far. Yeah. So he's, he's super bougie with his facial hair. So, yeah. Like the little trimmers. Yeah. How do my lines look? Yeah. Does this look good? I love that. Cute. And that's, so that's what barbers do. Do you Uh have barbers at your? Mm Mm-mm. No. Okay. No. No. 
Does Barber Bob still do? I think Barber Bob is pleasantly retired. Oh, good. Um, I'm not even quite sure. I mean, he's gonna be pushing 90 by now. Maybe 80? I don't know. He's... Yeah. He did a good job, and now he's done. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's so funny. Barber Bob. What... What age were you when you decided, like, this is what I want to do? Birth. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you cut, like, kids' hair? Or did you ever get in trouble for cutting your own hair? I never got in trouble for cutting my own hair. Um, because I was very headstrong, like my daughter. And so my mm. parents navigated that as best as they could. But um, I never really cut... Barbie's hair or anything because I knew it wouldn't grow back so what's oh, the point yeah you know <laughs> um but I was all about like my my YM magazines and my teen magazines and yeah. my tiger beats and mm-hmm. always trending and then I wanted to get like the women's day because I wanted to read all of the just the ads on makeup yeah and um then my aunt so I have to backtrack a few things here yeah a lot of people don't know that I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. What? Okay. So I grew up on a hog farm. <laughs> at any given point, we had probably at least 4,000 head of hog. 4,000? And then we had, yeah, we were, in, we were incorporated. We sold feeder pigs and fat hogs. Whoa. And then we had 400 acres of corn and soybean. Whoa. Yeah. And, it, and I'm the middle of three, so we were, I mean, we worked on the farm. That's, yeah. That was farm life. So, small, small town, my aunt Jeannie, her best friend, Judy, owned the cute little salon in town, shared the building with the post office, you know, had two chairs, she worked with her mom, I mean, wood paneling. Everyone went to her? Everyone went to her, Mm -hmm. and I would just beg, can I just, can I just hang out with Judy? Can I just hang out? You know, and like, I would come up with these schemes, like, I will bike into town, which P.S. is like seven country gravel road miles, but, and my mom. Just bike into town. Just, I'm just going to bike into town. (laughs) And my mom worked in this small town. She worked at the manufacturing plant there. And I'll just, after school, I'll just stay on the bus a little longer, and then I'll bike in it, and I'll I'll sit at Judy's and just watch, and then, Mom, you can come pick me up. And it was, no, 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 no. But it was, I think for me, it was a way to get off the farm. Yeah. To, like, be surrounded by beauty and just Mm -hmm. super, you know, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. That is so cute. What a cute little story. Oh, see, you were, like, you knew right away. Yeah. You're just like. Yeah. That's so cool. My dad would get so mad if I took too long on my hair. And so he made me always wear short hair because, well, long hair is going to get caught in farm equipment, first of all. So safety first. And then I would always polish my nails. (laughs) And he hated it. So I was this crafty kid, so I would cover my fingertips with scotch tape and then paint over it. And then my dad, what is that? I'm like, I can remove it. Watch. I got it. Oh, my gosh. What? He would so, get mad about it? Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know if it was because it's not a good use of time. I know he didn't like the smell of it or, you know, just we're here to work. Oh, Stop very, with like, all that yeah. fluff. Yeah, like you know? a very work mindset yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Like, we yeah. don't have time for that. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. So you kind of 
at a young age like learn how to work hard yeah and oh yeah yeah that's that's yeah. really cool so you're kind of a well-rounded of creative beauty and I guess knowledge of hard work yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's really cool for all you parents listening right now just make your kids shovel some shit yeah. for an afternoon and they will be the best hard workers do your kids shovel shit <laughs> hell no <laughs> They don't even clean their room. Oh, my gosh. Did Does you, the litter did you ever, box count? Did you ever tell them, like, when I was your age? You know, I used to. And then um, we started going back home because my grandfather was getting sicker and sicker. I mean, he was old. He passed away at 98. And so I, I my parents still own the farm, too. So we mm-hmm. can go and explore the farm and oh, everything fun. still. So I brought my kids out there and... Uh, my son, he's just like, okay, mom, now I get it. I will never complain about anything ever again. And then my daughter's like, hey, what's the smell? I'm going to wait in the car. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh. And then my husband, Jason, is like, wow, you are not kidding. Yeah. You are literally in the middle of nowhere. That is so, so crazy. Yeah. Did you guys stay at the house? Like, when you visit, where do you stay? Um, at my uh, my grandfather, when he lived there, we we stayed with him. I relative, I still have aunts and uncles there, so oh, yeah. So you yeah. Can just stay wherever. Wherever. I just yeah. do they have like a motel there? Like no, how it's that yeah. kind of yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Well, they have a motel that's mm-hmm. on the corner of truck and stop. Yep. So yeah. you probably don't no. want to be there. No. No. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like when you said that, I was like, "There's got to be some sort no, of like." No, if all else motel. fails, I will ask the church to put me up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, have you ever thought about? Oh, you're not a camper, but camping. No. Camping out? No, not no. even that cool. No. There's, there's nothing. Yeah. There's, literally, if you stand in the middle of the town that I went to school at, you can see cornfield in every direction through the through the oh houses. My gosh. So. That sounds. Yeah. That sounds fun to visit. Yes. I think it'd be fun to it. Not to live, just Not to, to go live. see. Well, I didn't know any different. Yeah. You know? That's so cool. I didn't know any different. So when my parents, I we moved here when I was 16. And so when my parents are, we are going to move to Minneapolis. And I almost pissed myself right then and there because I immediately, I was like, the Aveda Institute is there. <gasps> uh, I said, let's go. I can be ready in two weeks. I'm out. But, like, you were so excited. I would have just left with the clothes on my back. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, we didn't. It was four months later, but we made it. Yeah. So. Wow. And I knew I wanted out. The first time I ran away from home, I was six. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this. There's more like, to life. <laughs> there's more than life. I'm going to walk to the end of the road and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> that is so cool. And so... <clears throat> So you just walk to the end of the road, and they're like, where, where is Amanda? Yeah, so our driveway was, well, it's uh, it's about a quarter mile long, but mm-hmm. when you're little, it's like five miles long. Yeah. And then about a half a mile from there was one of our babysitters, mm-hmm. and she had two girls, and they had the biggest Barbie collection, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I wasn't allowed to have a oh, yeah. Barbies because... You know, I had, like, one, and it was from, like, Walgreens, so it wasn't even a Barbie. Oh. It was a Barbie wannabe. Yeah. And um, so I started, it sounds so, like, at six years old, this is what I thought. But I waited for my dad to take a nap, and then I grabbed my suitcase, and I put in a change of clothes and a sleeve of saltine crackers, 
and I put on my favorite Aww. pair of red tennis shoes. Aww. And I was like, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go stay at the neighbor's house and play Barbies. Oh my god. So I walked there. Oh my god. And gosh. you know, middle of the afternoon, knocked on the door and I'm here to play Barbies. <laughs> and I think my dad woke up from the nap and was like, holy crap, I, I, I lost a child. Oh, my gosh. That's probably the worst feeling as a parent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't mad. I don't remember him being upset about that. I think it was just. Did How did they find you? Was it the babysitter oh, call? Yeah. Or, yes, yeah. Like, did they have, did, like, just landlines? Is that, like, yeah. Because yeah, no. no cell phones. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no cell phones. No internet. Yeah. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, wow, that's so, what I mean, like, I'm old. Well, <laughs> you're not old, but I do feel like times have changed so much, and especially for you, mm-hmm. living in that, it's almost like, I don't know, diff- way different than, I feel like, it, the way I grew up. Right. Because I grew up in the suburb of Minneapolis, so yeah. it's, like, probably way different. Yes. You know, where... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our closest grocery store was 40 miles away. Wow. Yeah. So... Did you guys have, like, you drove everywhere. You had a bike. Mm-hmm. You biked around a lot. We biked around a lot. Um, I know my mom will listen to this, but um, I would steal the car <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, does she know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she knew. I don't okay. think she knows maybe quite how many times I did oh. it, but I think the first time I must have been, like, 11 or 12. 11? Yeah. I mean... But you, there's nothing could, out there. Yeah, and you could drive back then, right? Like, yep. So a, we younger. could legally drive at 14 yep. if it's for church or any school event. So if there was a football game like an hour away, we legally could drive there because it was a school event. Even without a license? We would have our permit. Oh, you just We'd have, have our school permit, yeah. F- wait, 14? Yep. Okay. Well, yep. I guess, I mean, <clears throat> here it's like 15, no. but... But I could go by myself. Yeah, by yourself. Yeah, I could pick up my friends. And that's, okay, so it's 15 here. We have to drive with somebody. and then Right. That's crazy, though. 11 years old, you're just like, hi, I'm still in the car. So I would wait. (laughs) You're good. You're good at this. (laughs) So I hope my daughter never listens to this. Because she always talks to my friends and is like, I need some dirt on my mom. And they don't know. Or they know better, but they won't tell. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would wait until they were asleep, and then I would climb down the tree from my bedroom window, and then I would put the car into neutral, and I would push it out halfway down the driveway, and then start it up, and then... Brilliant. Yeah. You are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That is so... So, how, how old were you when you first got caught? I don't remember. I and must have been, like, 12, 13. <laughs> Where did you go? I just would go pick up my friends, and then we would drink Old Milwaukee's Best in the ditch. Fun. Listen to, I don't know, listen to music and whatever. Think that we're just so badass because we're you know two a.m. But the first time that I really got caught, I'm sure they knew. They just didn't do anything. Eleven years old. So the first time I got caught is I went to pick up this guy who was like super cute and so I'm gonna like I'll come pick you up with my car and then I have some beer waiting and da 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 oh my gosh we would put beer in the creek so it would stay cold oh my gosh (laughs) I love this so then I would go and pick him up and and uh 
I don't know what happened, but I ended up flooding the car and it wouldn't start. And I was panicky because I was four miles from home. At that time, it was like 4 a.m. I have this guy with me, you know, and I'm panic mode because everything about the situation is not good. Not good. Not good. So I get this little boo thing. I'm underage drinking. I took my car. How old are you? I just want to put Well, it's probably like, I don't know, like 11, 12. I mean, not like... Yeah. Hey, you're my, but like. Like a little boy. Like, yeah. yeah. He was your yeah. age too. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. So there was no playing bases. Okay. Yeah. No bases. <laughs> no bases. Because <laughs> I don't even know what, <laughs> I know how to drink beer and steal a car, but I don't know what else I'm doing. With the <laughs> <laughs> oh We're working gosh. on it. Okay. That no. is so good. So yeah. So I, I, the car flooded and I mean, what do we do? So I go to the farmer's house that's the closest and knock on his door yeah. and like. Of course, he turns the key, and by that time it rested. Oh yeah. So it turned right over, and you're like, "What did this farmer think? Was he like, uh-huh. kids? Oh, just kids. They just didn't kids. care. They no. just knew kids yeah. drove. Yeah. It was just a thing. What a like, what a different world. It's a truly a different world, and trying to raise kids in the city, which is complete opposite of where uh, I was raised. Yeah. So navigating that whole thing is, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Are you more of a chill mom? Were you like, because your kids are almost all adults yeah. now, but were you like, yeah, whatever, it's, they're fine? Or was it more intense, like, oh my gosh, no, the No, I was not a helicopter parent. Um, I knew right on. I had no idea what I was doing. So, who, I mean. <laughs> who does? And I'm the type of person, if you try to control me or tell me to do something, mm-hmm. I don't like that. So I'm going to do the exact opposite. So mm-hmm. I don't do that to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, for my kids, I just, I wanted to be fun and to be creative. And I was never a helicopter parent. There mm-hmm. was a lot of accountability. There was, you know, this is, we just, I don't know, that's just how we did yeah. things. Yeah. Tons of games. Tons of fun. games. Oh, we had fun. fun. We had like t- board games and card board games. Board games. I would make up games. Oh, fun. Yeah. So we would just, I'm, oh. I mean, we would just have so much fun. And I think it was because I was a younger parent. Mm-hmm that I didn't have all of this quote-unquote adult stressors yeah you know for me it was and also I bet you were growing up you were probably got to be more creative oh yeah so you were like I know yeah. how to play games I know how yeah. to like use my imagination oh totally yeah. totally totally uh. growing up I think we had three tv stations so <laughs> wow <laughs> and so what do you feel about the kids with all of the technology and all the ipads and the cell phones and the access to everything and um I don't give it a lot of thought of that's gonna rot your brain and too much screen time and blah 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 blah. that's where that's where we all are at I mean I would feel like such a hypocrite when I'm telling my daughter like you would get a better night's sleep if you just wouldn't be on your phone 20 minutes before you go to bed right yeah, I'm on my. F- Sometimes I like I, I'm looking at it and I fall asleep and it falls on my face. Like, <laughs> so, you know, like, who am I to oh. say that? Right. I think it's being responsible. Yeah. And really, at the beginning of it, teaching them whatever you put out there is permanent. Yeah. And it can be found. Yeah. Okay? My little notes that I passed in my notebook, and on little pieces of paper in school to my friends, will never ever be seen ever again right but all of those little notes that you put on all of these little Uh, media platforms will be there forever that's so scary so it's just 
I guess from my point of view, it's how you use it. Yeah. So raising my kids, I wanted them with good character. I think that's how you get ahead of it. Yeah. Is with good character. Good character. You know, it's so hard to tell a, a child, like, growing up, like, or get them to realize, like, what you do on this is permanent, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of them don't really care, I right. think, because they don't understand right. why they should care right. about that stuff or, like, it's so easily accessible and, like, impulsive that it's almost hard to s- right. get that, you know? Right. So, or especially, I think, like, I don't, I don't know anything because I don't really have kids, but I hear about Snapchat and how kids use it on there. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. It, because that stuff is out there forever. Right. Even though it disappears, it's stored it, somewhere. Somewhere. And that's, somewhere. that weirds me out. Some, yeah. But there's no way around it. I mean, yeah. we're in pandemic. Everybody does everything online, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like if I'm important enough that everybody wants to steal my information, I guess I made it. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> I better like, give them something to look at. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. In I'm, a proud way. Yeah. <laughs> as long as everything's, like, for me, it's yeah. like, as long as no one's, like, breaking in or something it's there but it comes along to your character yeah yep yep it just Mm -hmm. that's but that's where it comes on to you know it's like like i said my daughter she's finding her style and you know Mm -hmm. things that look you know working on her fits and things like that and (laughs) and yeah a lot of it is really really tasteful so Mm -hmm. i know in her character that she's not going to be you know very risque on there or Mm -hmm you know, talking about a little something too much or showing a little something too much. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So. But even that, it's just like teenagers too, the people who, the teenagers that do mm-hmm. that now. I mean, I'm sure that when they get in their 20s or whatever, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, no, that's me and that's out there. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm sure you have your Snapchats or Snapshots oh, pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're, you know, you walk into your friend's house. Where did you find that? Don't you ever post that. Like, don't you ever right? show oh, this to anybody else. everybody goes through that. So the best way I do it is I, you know, tell my kids, like, hey, let's go back to the beginning of, you want to see MySpace page? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, we were there through it yep. all, right? Do you like want to see beginning. the beginning of my Facebook page? Did you ever have a Zanga? No. Okay, you've heard of it, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think that was my first platform. I think there was something right before Zanga. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't even understand my, my space. I was yeah. like, so then what? Yeah. And then what? It's almost like an online journal. Yeah. At the beginning. I remember I, I moved in high school from uh, Minnesota to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how, but it was so easy to, like, even meet my new high school friends. Because I'd be like, oh, these... I'd, like, make friends with people in high school in Zanga before yeah. I actually met them in person. Mm-hmm. Which was weird, because I don't know how that worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess you pick your school. I think it goes by yeah. school. I don't know. It was like yeah. the beginning of what it is now. <laughs> so it's crazy. Then MySpace, Tom. <laughs> Tom was everyone's friend. Tom. <laughs> I know. I remember when that popped up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I have a friend!" Oh, it's Tom. I know, right? Never Aww. mind. I don't have a friend. I think we can find your old face. <laughs> or have you ever looked up your MySpace? No, I don't even know how I would go about it. So that's so funny. Oh, do you watch Simpsons? Your pup is dreaming. Is she, what's she doing? Is she kicking? She, she's kicking. Oh my gosh, she is such, she always sits over here, 
She chose your side. Yeah. yeah, she's. She knows where the cuddle puddle is. I know. She's like, I want to be next to Amanda. Yes. So Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Do you watch that? I did religiously for years, but not. So not the reference it. Amanda hug oh, yeah. and kiss. You I mean get that all the time. Well, before I was even Amanda hug and kiss, they're yeah. like Amanda hug and kiss. I'm like, oh, well, well, clever there, buddy. <laughs> okay. Wait, what was your last name before? Um, <laughs> well, my uh, my previous marriage name was Fritz, so I went from <laughs> a Fritz to a kiss. Oh, cute. <laughs> So, um, do you love it though? Being Amanda hugging kiss. <laughs> yes. It's really cute. I like it. <laughs> well, when I was changing my name over officially, right, you have to go through all of this paperwork. And so I almost had my kids convinced that all I have to do in that middle name section is put hugging. <gasps> That's all I have to do. And it, I literally could have done that and it would have been a hundred percent legally my name. Really? Yeah. You should have done it. No, I'm a professional. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a uh, professional. But no one will forget you. No, no. That's for sure. Yeah, I like that where you can, yeah. like, joke about it, but it's not quite. It's not quite there. 100%. No, it's not 100%. Yeah, so. at least you have a reason you got married into the name versus, yeah. like, I added the yeah. middle name. Yeah. Or, like, or my parents are great. You just saved your mother and father from looking insane right. for having a weird right. middle name. Right. What's your middle name? Huggin. 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 Is that a name? I wonder if somewhere. It is now. Yeah. Huggin. I love that. Yeah. I, I want to do, like, I just picture, like, a scene at a bar where, like... Mo. Yeah. Or, like, okay, say the birdhouse. Just, yeah. you know, and you're there and I get a phone call, like, um, is there a phone call for Amanda? Hugin kiss? You everyone should starts laughing do and that. Be like, Oh wait, no, you're right here. Yeah. You should <laughs> do, do it. I do want to do that. You like, should do I that and like... I'll run, I'll run across... I'll yeah. make it so dramatic. Yeah, like on a busy night, like <laughs> a busy I don't know, night. something fun. Maybe like I think Thanksgiving, like the day before Thanksgiving, yeah. people go out. I think that would be a fun time. Yeah, we to call do that it. Blackout Wednesday. Yes. Yep. Blackout Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday. And then right before Black Friday. Yeah. So I like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> then no one wants to go see their family. Well, I mean, no. Yeah. Or you're with your family. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Or you're with your family, or you're just. We have time off. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun night. Usually if I'm going to do a blackout Wednesday, I'm with family that's either mischievous enough to hang out. Oh, yeah. Or other people that I know that are with other family members who are also mischievous enough to hang out. So. I feel the same with yeah. my family. It's like if we're doing a blackout Wednesday, it's with them. Mm-hmm. Like we'll go out. Yeah. As in say, because Germans German. like to drink. Yeah. I'm yeah. very German. However, okay, so cool thing about growing up in the middle of nowhere is that people love their lineage and they're very very proud of it in the middle of nowhere yeah not oh. to say that that doesn't happen all over the place sure. but everybody is really thick into their their family trees and who's related to who and you know it all gets really saturated my dad jokes he's like well i had to move them out of there before they married their cousins you yeah. know but um that didn't happen <laughs> okay did not happen. We're going to have to get an anyway. app, like Iceland. <laughs> I know. So on my mom's side, there was two families from Germany. Their last names are German and Braun. And they lived, there are two farming families, and they lived next to each other. And um, members of those families migrated over to the United States through mm-hmm. Iowa. So I think we first were established in Cedar Rapids. Okay. Sorry, Mom, if I don't have the details right. but And then we ended up landing in Nebraska. And so the matriarchs have kept a list of 
everybody in this huge fat binder. Oof. So every four years, we have a German Braun reunion. Oh, fun. But that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. We took over New Ulm last time. We literally took over New Ulm. Oh, literally. wow. Yeah. Wow. Hundreds. Hundreds of us. Oh, my gosh. My husband loves it. He walks down the street, what up, cuz? What up, cuz? You know? We, we took it over. and um, That could get dangerous if a bunch of people yeah. are drinking and then they hook up with a yeah. cousin. No. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That's so messed up. It's only my marriage. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is but, that how you met your husband? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's German, too. And Welch, I think. Oh. Um, but, yeah. So there's this huge, huge, thick binder, and at the beginning, it's handwritten, and these sheets are laminated, and then it's typewriter, and then it's, like, docked matrix, and then it's, like, printer paper. I mean, that like, is you so can cool. see it all the way through, and they always have uh, ma- tea with the matriarchs, so you can sit down, and then you learn, like, how to make a doily, and, Fun. you know, That's so and then, awesome. yeah, so all the ladies just sit around, and the hens are clucking, and cool. things like that. Have so. you done that, then, or... We did. We did a new um, I want to say that was three years ago. Um, and they're all over the U.S. I think the next mm-hmm. one's in Pennsylvania. If, oh, wow. If we will have it because of COVID. But that is so crazy. Yeah. That's so awesome that you're a part yeah. of that. Because not a lot of, yep. like, I feel like my family is broken yeah. off. Where it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yep. On my dad's side, it's German. And they're very rough, tough, and ready. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe some of that abruptness has pushed some family members away. Oh, yeah. But we're still a big, solid generational unit. Yeah. Um, But uh, it was interesting, actually, in July, I was at my dad's side, was having a family reunion. And I have a cousin who's a couple years older than me, and he's an eye doctor. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about, you know, who does what in the family and specialties and whatnot. And my aunt goes oh, yeah, you know, you have sensitive eyes, don't you? And I go, I really do. I really, like, I have to wear sunglasses all the time. Yeah. She goes, well, that's the Irish in us. And I was like, Ix, no. I have been told since day one by all of you, too, that we are German. Where is this Irish coming from? So oh. my cousin, who is an eye doctor, yeah, like, he he takes it very seriously. So he's not just your typical eye doctor. Yeah. And so he said, we genetically have something where it's like the sensitivities in our eyes because of it's an Irish trait. Interesting. So what? someone must've been sneaking out in the middle of the night and That's crossing so some borders somebody must have. and having some fun yeah. and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> That's so interesting. Cause I, that you say that I have a very similar story with my German background where, or I guess it's Norwegian. I don't know. Yeah. But I just found out like probably, I don't know, seven years ago that I had a little Irish yeah. too. Yeah. So those yeah. Irish, they get around. I know. It's like, it must explain the whiskey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and us Germans, we, yeah. like, we like yes. to drink. We do. <laughs> yep. Cheers. Cheers. Um, <laughs> What's your, so that's your dad's background or yeah. like your dad's side. What's yeah. your mom's It's side? all German. Your mom is yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. So you're like a hundred percent or yeah. for the most yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. So. That's cool. I know. Yeah. Not, and not everybody can say that. I know. It's true. Yeah. And then so when people ask, I'm like, where are you in the line of how do you like Germans? <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> I know. I am related to Werner Braun who invented the A-bomb. So he is. He is in my tight family tree, yeah. Oh, so. wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Anyone else that you like run into at the reunions when you're like, wow, famous or anything? No. 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 I mean, I think that we're all, I mean, we're all, we, whatever we do, we do it really well, I guess, for sure. the most part. So a lot of people are passionate. And yeah. Cool. How did, how did pig farms come about? Um, it was the farm that my dad grew up on. Was it like kind of like, so it's over the years, it kind of just, or was his dad the original settler? No, no, there was one other family. Okay. And he just, they all like worked on the farm? Yeah. I, I don't know how, you know, that's a really good question. I should really ask. I think my grandfather either bought it the year before he got married or the year he was married. Okay. Yeah. And they're still there. That's cool. What's going to happen now? Oh. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, if all else fails, it will be sold off, put in a trust, and then, yeah. you know. But, yeah, we still we still have the land and the farm. So they rent the land to someone. They rent the farm, the actual, like, buildings to someone else, and mm. then they rent out the house to someone else. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so it's all. It's still there. Yeah, but it's kind of out of their hands now. Or, yeah. Yeah, because they don't really have to. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Wow, what a cool story. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be talking about no. all this and <laughs> after the salon stuff. That's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. Very cool. So, awesome. I suppose that, you know, showcases my work ethic and my grit. and It does. I have done some, literally, some shitty jobs. <laughs> so, bring it yeah. on pandemic, okay? Yeah. You can, yeah. You, I think it, it tells a lot, too, because you're... A beautiful, a strong woman, but you also are not afraid to shovel no. shit. No. And that's awesome. No. Yeah, you're not dainty. No. You're not. Yeah. I once had this friend who made me sit on the ground and eat tacos <laughs> while she took my picture. <gasps> who was that? <laughs> that was today. That was that yes. was a fun little shoot. <laughs> yeah. Those tacos were good. They were. Oh, my gosh. They were. Yeah, so. Because your favorite food is tacos. Yeah, I mean... Because how can you put that in a I box? Know. Food is great. Well, I feel like everybody says tacos, but I'm like, no, it really is. How many tacos do you eat a week? <laughs> well, if I had it my way, it'd be like three times a week. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you yeah. make them at home? That's what you yeah. said in the, in the message. You're like, as long as I'm not making them. Yeah. So I'll do like, well, now that my family unit is smaller because my son moved out and my husband's um, navigating his mom's health care, and, you know, I have a 16-year-old, so I never see her, and, you know, and mm -hmm. I work long hours, so I'll throw either, like, a pork loin or, like, dark, I like dark chicken, dark, and I'll throw it in a crock pot, yes. and it'll just do its thing, and so I can get, like, two tacos out of that, and then I add some beans and rice to it, and then I have, like, a taco set, you know, so I could eat it yeah, you just for, like, four or five days. Which is a great meal, too, for somebody yeah. who's on the go. Right. Oh, I right. love crockpots. Because I can't so handle good. processed food. Like, I literally, it's yeah. gross to me. Yeah, it so. is. Do you, do you get, like, really fresh meat somewhere? Um, no, I feel like I could be an accidental vegetarian, so I don't really, okay. like, seek out. I eat meat because I know that I have to. Sure, sure. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. yeah. My... My mom and sister are the same way. Yeah. Well, actually, my sister is an outright vegetarian. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. where it's like meat, and it's not that exciting. No. And it's not, has nothing to do with, like, oh, I was on a farm and uh, all this carnage and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, mm -hmm. no, we had pet pigs. We knew the, we knew the circle of life. We knew mm -hmm. that it, you know, fed America. Like, we knew all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
for me, I'm like, I just don't taste it. I yeah. just don't, ugh. It's just. Yeah. I agree. I always think that the best meal, like, the best diet is the vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of meat. <laughs> like, people should eat more right. veggies, but then everyone's not having a right. little tiny right. bit of protein. Right. So. But who right. knows? Who knows what we're supposed to do? What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, we're drinking margaritas on a Monday. And that's great. On Monday. <laughs> on it's Monday. Not even to, it's a no. great way to start a week. Yeah. yeah. Mondays are my favorite day. Is It is? Yeah. Why? I mean, it's Reset Monday. Oh. It's like, I can I can do whatever I want with this week. You're right. And then, oh, would you take a moment and, like, what do you do? Like, how do you reset? I just do. <laughs> I'm a creature of habit. So, for me, it's like, it's so that Sunday night, I'm like, okay, let's just make sure all my thoughts in order. Because, yeah. like, Monday's the beginning of the week. And, like, yeah. in my mind, I storyboard. Do I have everything? And if I don't have it... It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And just figure it out. And then I just wake up and I'm like, I have this whole week yeah, to tackle it. Like I can. Yeah. So it usually bites me real hard on Wednesday. So that's why I'm like coming in clutch like, where's my GNT at 8.45 <laughs> p.m. But I'm like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, I get a lot of balls rolling. Yeah. I have a lot of things in motion. Those cool. are my two like powerhouse days. I like that. I'm training with my team or I'm launching a new campaign or whatever. Right. And so getting involved in that. So I set the ball Monday, Tuesday mm-hmm. and then on Wednesday I'm behind the chair for 10 hours. And that makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> shit does not stop. Yep. Even if you're like, will not respond till Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, blah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's your, like longest day. Yeah. yeah. It's my longest day. But I love it and it works out. And, yeah. you know, so I get excited. I get excited because I'm like, oh, I can put everything in motion on Monday. Yeah. And if it everything goes right, it's all going to shake out and be super awesome by Friday. Yeah. So, well, that's a great way yeah. to look at it. Do you, how do you, because you kind of have to be motivated for your whole salon. Like if mm-hmm. you, I feel like if, if you're having a bad day or you're having a rough, like your whole salon will be affected by it. They never know. They, yeah, and that's they never how you, know. And that's how you do it, right? You yeah. try to hide it if you are. Yeah, it. I mean, I don't like to say hide it. Sure. But. Get through it. You're just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's an attitude thing. Yeah, it's a total attitude thing. Mm-hmm. Because I can't say, you know, I don't like that. Like, oh, my God, it's a Monday. This is the shittiest day. And like, oh, I'm having a case on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's an attitude thing. Yeah. You know, I can have that day on Thursday. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, when they walk in, I just, I just feel so grateful. So I had a little conversation with a fellow business owner and he came in and sat in my chair and his attitude was just shit. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him. He's like, well, you know, I'm turning 40 and I wish I was someplace else in my life than I am now. You know, I mean, we all get these little pity parties, right? We totally do. And I think when you're having a monumental birthday, you kind of look back like, did mm-hmm. I do it? Didn't I do it? But just being grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I feel for you, but you shouldn't walk into your business and go, ugh. Yeah. Here I am again. Yeah. I should be here. I should be there. Or why do, Why am I stuck with this problem today? And why do I have to do that? You know? Yeah. I go, you should walk in and say, I, I did this. Yeah. Like, I did this. 
Yeah. I created something out of nothing, truly. Right. And he goes, or are you looking at it going, yeah, you did it to yourself. And I was, you know, so I flicked him with the comb and tell him to shut up. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's that mindset. Yeah. And so I think it's probably, obviously, my childhood and right. the grit and the growing up and mm-hmm. the, as long as nobody died, nothing right. burned down, like, right. it's going to be fine. Yeah. That's such so, a great attitude. Yeah. And I know it's, it's hard for some people to, like, Mm-hmm. digest because they're so used to being in that negative mm-hmm. headspace and and it's easy to get there yeah. so a huge thing for me is flipping it on its head yeah. and you know I've had some clients either in my chair or in the salon and mm-hmm. they just suck everything out you and mm-hmm. out of you and they leave and all you just want to do is bitch because you just oh. absorbed all of that from them yeah you're so close to them and you have but to then you have to take a deep breath and think, why would they behave that way? Yeah. Because they're missing something else in their life. Mm-hmm. And so you have an opportunity to give them just a moment of happiness or spark or yeah. life or just a different way for them to see their everyday droning on. Mm-hmm. So I've had some clients where I'm like, oh, my God, so-and-so is coming in. She complains about everything. Like, oh, no. I hate... She just takes it out of me. Like, yeah. I know it's 1030, but I could use a shot of tequila. And then you're right. thinking, what the hell is wrong with me? Now, so, it's, now it's projecting. Now it's projecting. Already. And she hasn't even walked in the door. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So as soon as they walk in, you're like, I am so glad you made it in today. Yeah. You know, I cannot wait for us to get started. And just... Yeah. You can totally flip it around, and then yeah. you have an enjoyable day. Yeah. So oh, I like that. You, so you're kind of you're you're like a backwards therapist. Yeah. Like, like you're not. You know, you almost. I almost feel like it's you are more than a regular therapist. Like you get to hear them, and you also, it's your job to make sure that they feel good by mm-hmm. looking good and all the things. It's kind of crazy. All the things. All the things. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like people don't give you enough credit. I feel like. So I invite anybody out there <laughs> to be coach and player. <laughs> See how that goes. Right? Because that's, that's insane. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah, I bet it is. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Have you ever had a breaking point where you're like, well, I, I can't do this right now? Or like maybe at another job where you've had like, just, I feel like it'd be um, I did data entry once. <laughs> <laughs> mundane in a cubicle yeah with a computer and I had three warnings (laughs) and um I left because I was like I can't I can't do it it was I was saving money for school and I worked as a temp and back then I mean it was like I get $17 an hour for data entry I'll do it you know I'm saving for school and moving out and stuff and um, yeah, I got in trouble because I was making googly eyes at the boys, and I was distracted. <laughs> um, and I was causing too much distraction in the hallway. Oh, my gosh. And I spent too much time in the lunchroom. Sounds like high school. Yeah, it seriously was. But, yeah. I mean, we had fun. Yeah, right? Oh, my gosh, I love that. And you're like... I'm going to make this boring job fun. I, yes. And then I was going to get fired because I was making a boring job fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sometimes some people just, 
it's meant for them and sometimes it's not you know there's w- different personalities i will say i did learn a lot at that job because i was data entry for a commodities newsletter publication for the stock market and there was one old guy there and I cannot remember his name I want to say it was Paul and he knew I couldn't sit still yeah and so he's like Amanda come over here do you ever read this newsletter I'm like no it's about the stock like no I'm 19 I don't give two craps but come on I don't even know what bull bear they're animals right (laughs) so he sat me down and taught me about it. He goes, well, if you're going to have to, you know, work at, at this newsletter, you should probably know what the newsletter is all about. Oh my God. So that was, it was a very teachable moment. That's sweet that he did yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome. It wasn't enough to keep me there. Though, so. No, yeah. <laughs> but at least you learned yeah. a little bit. Do you have stocks now? Um, a little bit. I don't really know what I'm doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, and yeah. I don't know if I want to do much. I don't know. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Someday I'd like to really get involved in all of that, yeah. so I could, you know. Yeah, I'm not a gambler though, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think I know enough about the economy to understand, mm-hmm. but not necessarily to invest. Okay. You know, yeah. it's like I know how to play back blackjack, but I don't know if I want to take all of my hard-earned money and let it ride on a table. Yeah, you know, right, like, yeah, right, yeah, kind of that thing. Totally just curious i'm dabbling in it it's it's fun to right i mean learn about it right. so much when i was in school we did a marketing class and we had to create a project where we um were given like ten thousand in fund money mm-hmm. and we had to watch the actual stock market and we mm-hmm. had to pick 10 companies and out of three of those companies we had to analyze their marketing, like Coca-Cola, for example. Like, yeah. how is their marketing helping their stock value? Oh my gosh. And then every week we would have to present, like, a little 60-second, 60 60 like, these how are my top three? Or, like, number six actually moved up to number two, and Whoa. this is why we think it did. And I hated that class. I would hate it. That sounds like... Well, I hated it because I'm thinking, marketing, and I'm going to, you know, like, we're going to create campaigns, and, yeah. well... Coming out of it, my marketing professor was a genius because that's when Facebook was first hitting. Oh. So I'm sure he didn't want to spend a ton of time in print marketing yeah. and how that's all done because he knew in 12 months it would all be the digital world. Yep. And so that's that a whole sense. different. Yeah. But so I did learn a lot about that. Yeah. It was kind of one of those, I hate that professor, but he taught me the most. Yeah. So... <laughs> Isn't that so true? Yeah. yeah. Lost my ass on everything is the short story. Of yeah. I'm oh horrible. Gosh. I lost all my pretend money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it was pretend money, right? Right. right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. So. Was that in college? Who was that? Yeah. 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 That's cool. So. And where did you go to school? Um, I graduated high school from Prior Lake. I only went there for a hot minute. And then um, I took a year off to party and get it out of my system. Yeah. You know, still working on it. (laughs) Then I went to the Veda Institute. And then... um, We talked about the Veda, yeah. However, when I knew that I was going to leave my ex-husband, I knew that I wanted more. Mm -hmm. And so I enrolled in school. So I had two kids in diapers... And I, 
and I was going two kids in diapers. I was going to class three days a week. I worked four days a week, and then on the weekends, I was a liquor promo girl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which is fun tips, right? You got tips? or No, no, they no. just paid you hourly. That's Yeah, right. yeah. But cute. You got all, like, dolled I was a Jameson like... girl. Yes. And I was the beef eater girl. Oh, I love, I love a good beef eater. Yeah, and I love um, Mike's Lemonade was hot back then, mm-hmm. and so I loved it because then we would go to Fletcher's. Oh. You know, and then, so we would hit all of those, like, lakeside bars. Fun. Yeah. So you got a little fun. Mm-hmm. You were, like, the fun yeah. mom. I quit when I was a Malibu girl. Okay. Why is that? Oh. You don't wear enough clothing. Oh. And it was, yeah. It was too much for you. It was too much. It was, yeah. I just, I remember walking out of a club in winter in Minneapolis in this tiny, tiny outfit. And I, in this little skirt, and I'm, like, holding my skirt down, you know, yeah. so the wind doesn't blow and everybody can see my whiteies. And and I'm running, and um, when I worked coffee shop, we gave officers free coffee because they would kind of watch the coffee shop, right? Yeah. And so I'm running across this parking lot, and this cute little outfit freezing my ass off, going to my car, <laughs> and I hear, Amanda? And I was like, what? And I turn around, and it's two officers that I Aww. gave co- And I was so humiliated yeah and then i'm sitting here going what are you doing you have two small kids at home Aww. like you're it's it's 1 p.m you're running through the parking lot of gabby's i don't know if anybody remembers gabby's it's where psycho susie's is now oh but it was it was it was a bumping club on the north side okay wow like a bumping club at yeah. 1 p.m yeah well, we would leave, we wouldn't leave at close because that just wasn't safe. So we would leave right. like an hour before close. Wait, 1 p.m.? Yeah. You mean 1 a.m.? Oh, 1 a.m. I was yes. like, okay, so yeah. I was like. Brunch in. No, okay, I just yeah, this, I was Okay, that makes way more yes. sense. Yeah. It was dark. But yeah, I just, Amanda, and then I thought, oh my God, what am I doing? Nope, I'm, I'm done. It's yeah. not worth it. It's yeah. just not worth it. Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. So. That's probably like a moment. Yeah. So I did that for a couple of years. Fun though. What if, I bet that it fun was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. So. Cool. Well, awesome. <laughs> so I know all about that guerrilla marketing, okay? <laughs> yes, you do. So. Heck, yeah. What it, um, Do you do anything um, for the salon that you're kind of like, that you've projected as like guerrilla marketing? Mm, not so much with COVID. I think in times we've done, well, I don't know, like, you know, Robbinsdale is all about the community. So it's just, it's too easy. Yeah. You know, they have the meet and greet and... Mm-hmm. Um, I always make my girls, my new hires, we always go on field trips and they have to do it once with me and then I make them do it by themselves a couple of weeks later and go into every, I mean, we did it to you, right? Yeah, that you know, was awesome. we walk in and, you know, they're like, what am I supposed to say? And I'm like, it's well, so this cute. is, yeah. this, you're in a safe spot. You know, most, everything's online. So most people don't know how to introduce themselves. Yeah. You know, human face to face. But that's harder for a younger generation. It's so hard. Yeah, but they get really nervous. And they feel like I'm gonna fail, and yeah. you know, all of this. You know, you just you get into your good own for head. you. So, no, that's. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's how I like. Because I was new to Robbinsdale, and actually, you guys coming in is like the first time I actually knew about the salon yeah. down the yeah. street, even though it's yeah. a few doors down. Well, and again, people don't sit there and stare in our windows because they're too busy paying the traffic stop exactly. sign right next to it. So. And yeah, I guess I've driven down there, and I—I I mean, yeah. I didn't know there was even a gym or yeah. anything. Like, yeah. That's know. my gym. Shout yeah. out to Lions. 
I know. Fitness. Uh, was that Leah? Leah and Steven. Leah. Yeah. No. That's a great no. gym to support too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, you just, like my dad always says, questions are free. Yeah. And my mom always says, you know, if it, what, what would she always say? Oh, not every, not every hit is a home run. Oh, yeah. You know? And then just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. I yeah. mean. I like that. Um, well, I always, maybe I listen to too many podcasts or whatever, <laughs> but they always say failures are, like, you have to fail a bunch of times before you're successful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I guess you know that, too, because yeah. you've been in, you know, it's not like you graduated from a beta and went straight to your dream job or, like, no. opened up, no. you know, a salon. This will be the third time in my career that I'm building from nothing. Wow. Because we just expanded. Yeah. So I'm dealing with a whole nother, I feel like I have a whole new business. Cool. A whole new business. Um, housing market, like that first crash yeah. took, gosh, probably 60% of my clientele with it. Did you do a lot of um, gift cards during that time at all? During the COVID shutdown? Mm-hmm. We did a little bit here and there, but it was, everybody just was waiting. Our, mm-hmm. Just our big, huge campaign was just, just wait, just mm-hmm. wait. If you need me to call you, if you need to do FaceTime, if you want to yell at each other from across the parking <laughs> lot, like, I'll help you however I can help you. And, you know, a lot of it was just calling up clients and being like, hey, I'm still here for you. Like, I can't really do anything, but I just wanted to say hi. Oh, you know? nice. So there was a lot of that. But not a lot of gift cards. Yeah. I think more was restaurant. A lot of gift cards for restaurant. Okay. I think that was more yeah. of a thing. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. No, yeah, I forgot I just, what I was talking about. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was just so curious. I, I don't normally get to talk about me. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you have fascinating things. So, no, you said you're expanding. We did expand. You did. So we opened up Mother's Day weekend. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't know that. Yep. So we started off with this cute little um, 1,400 square feet, and then we acquired another 1,600 square feet. Oh, cool. So we went from seven chairs to 11 chairs. Oof. Two more shampoo bowls. We wow. have a spa treatment room, lashes. I have my own cool. office with a door. Prior to that, it was just a corner. Ah, um, congratulations. Yeah, so whole new, whole new thing. Cool. So. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now, do you get to do any, like, creative kind of hairstylists? Do you do a lot of creative things, or do you kind of... You know... There was a time in my career where I wanted to be, I wanted to do stage work and I wanted to do editorial and um, I knew where I could seek out education towards that. And so I just thought, well, before I jump into this, like, let me get some background. Like, let me work at a photo shoot. Yeah. Let me work at a video shoot. Let me work at a fashion shoot behind scenes and just kind of feel it out. What does it all look like? I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Sure. I know some people that can totally embrace that chaos and they just flourish from it. Like these ideas just start flowing. Yeah. I couldn't. I just, I, you know. It felt stressful. It was super stressful. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how I feel like when I'm doing bridal work. That's kind of where I was like, I feel like that's the, like like a wedding scene. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite. Yeah. Because I think sometimes... I mean, maybe it's different personalities, but um, the most relaxing is just, like, having a plan, mm-hmm. sticking to it, mm-hmm. and in the midst of the chaos can be a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, if you were in my chair and we storyboard out like this lavish look. Yeah. And then someone takes over from there for hair and makeup and photography yeah. or whatever it is. I think it would take so much planning just because mm -hmm. of who I am mm -hmm. as far as I have to play with your hair. I have to feel how easily I can manipulate it and mm -hmm. how good it listens to me and get the right product and, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> come with dirty hair, come with clean hair, come with wet hair, come with dry hair. So there's all of these different mm -hmm. things that I feel like I don't have time. Yeah. I just don't have time for that. Yeah, for sure. If, and it's... It's not my passion, so I know I'll never ever make time for it. Yeah, for so. sure. And you, I like, I like your hair. I like love oh. the way you do your hair. Yeah, like right now at least. So, I'm sure you changed it a yes. lot. For those who are listening, on one side I'm blonde, and on the other side I'm red. Like, so the, my red side, her name is Cinnamon. <laughs> this is Cinnamon. Um, she's it's really deadly if you put her in, in your mouth all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a you can be a mouthful. I could be a mouthful. <laughs> and then on the other side, this is Paulina Paulina Jetson. It's my bar name. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. So, you need a Halloween costume that's split. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love so, that. Yeah, that's cinnamon cool. and Paulina. <laughs> I kind of want to do my yeah. hair like that because sometimes I want to be a redhead, but then I want to be a blonde. Well, I just get into these modes where I'm like, Ugh, I have mom hair. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. nothing wrong with mom hair, but I'm kind of like, this isn't me. And it, yeah. it looks like I don't care about myself because I'm a hairdresser and I should look a certain way. Yeah. So, you know, I've been blonde forever and then I've been red forever. Yeah. And then I just actually got lost in the middle of the night on my phone on like some snapchat whatever story i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know so and then i'm like that is what i want to do so yeah i love that yeah that's so cute <laughs> that's awesome let's do both we can't decide let's do both have you ever done anything to your hair that you totally regretted like in the beginning or anything um, when I was going to beauty school, I was a redhead <clears throat> and I didn't want to be red anymore. And we were, I was in school for like two months, so I didn't know anything yeah. about anything. Sure. But I ugh, can't believe they give us chemicals at that point. <laughs> so I lived in South and I had my girlfriend at beauty school slap bleach on my head, scalp to ends. My hair was like past my shoulders. And I had a friend who I needed to pick up in Shakopee. So I drove from Minneapolis to Shakopee with bleach on my head. Oh, no. And then I got to the house where I'm going to pick them up. And I'm like, I, I, have, to, I have to rinse my hair. Like, <laughs> I have to. So, you know, it's total, like, bachelor pad. Like, yeah. got to clean all the crap out of the sink first. Yeah. And oh it just gosh. smelled. And it was so gross. Uh. And, like, stale beer and totino pizza rolls and stuff and Ugh. so i rinsed it out and gobs of hair were like just breaking I, off oh that's a nightmare so Wait, did, did you cry um no because i did it to myself oh you're like oh that was stupid my scalp was so raw i couldn't comb it for two days oh. it just was so raw did so burn on the drive were you like were you like no like, oh no no oh. so i don't that That's so why I was like, I don't feel this anymore, so we should probably take it off. Oh. So I went from shoulder-length hair to a 
very short pixie cut. Oh my gosh. Very short pixie oh. cut. Yeah, mm. it was really bad. Well, at least you got that out of your system, right? That's a good story. <sighs> See, every failure <laughs> leads to success. And now right. look at you. You know, <laughs> that's why I tell my girls, I'm like, celebrate your failures. Yes, They're supposed it, yeah. to hurt. They're yeah. supposed to be miserable because that's how you know you're building muscle. Yep, exactly. You know? Yeah, so, just like working out. Yeah. Yep. I'll never, ever bleach my hair ever again. Yeah, no. I've had an incident like that, except the girl who did it to me. It was, oh. a, it was a revenge Oh, no. Thing. Yeah, it's... Revenge hair is stupid because your name is on it. Yeah. I was at her salon, and she's pretending to be really nice, and she bleached it and then disappeared. And I was like, did my stylist go somewhere? Like, couldn't find her anywhere. And finally, she came back, like, an hour later. My, It was just a strip, though, the whole yeah, front. But I had to, like, comb it over. Yeah. That's okay. <clears throat> but anyways, I feel like we've talked forever. Yeah. Should we... Let's... I guess we can wrap it up. Oh, my God. I have so many more things to tell, but right? that's okay. <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. Okay. Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, thanks, Amanda. Well, you're very welcome. That's really been fun. Um, I really enjoyed listening to your stories. Mm-hmm. This is great. Excelsior! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I have so many more things to tell you. Do you want to keep talking? Should we keep going? I mean, we could. I mean, yeah, I'm not on it. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to be anywhere. Let's keep going. And we're just snuggling over here. Should we here. take a little break? Hi. I actually have a question for you. I don't know. I have an answer. Um, What motivates you? Like, what keeps you motivated? To be better today than I was yesterday. Every day? Every day. Every single day. How do you, like, how do you go about that? Like, what kind of things? Like, I sound super corny when I, I sound like a chicken soup for the soul book when I start talking about these sort of things, but it works for me. So I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks about it, but there, there's just a sense of, of gratitude. Yeah. Every single day. That's so Every cool. Every single day. Have you ever not been like that? Um, the only time I reached, quote unquote, a dark place mm-hmm. was halfway through my shutdown during COVID. Oh, yeah. And I've never, ever, ever, ever gone there before. Yeah. And it took a lot. Yeah. In a brief amount of time, but it took a lot mentally for me to just struggle and just say, girl, Put on some frickin' lipstick and some rap music and handle that shit because, <laughs> really, really, yeah. Are you gonna sit in the dark? Yeah. One more day. Yeah. You know, so I had to go through all the feels for a little bit and. Which is different for you too. It's a hundred percent different. I mean, people that were close to me that have known me for a long time are they were worried. Like my kids Crazy. were worried because I just I. Yeah. I had like absolutely zero fucks to give like zero which is not kids were like um yeah you're like something something's up here something's up interesting so how long did that last like just a couple days but oh, that's good yeah because yeah, sometimes that can be bad I, a lot of people felt it for longer. well and i'm glad i went on that journey because i've never experienced anything like that before and i've mm-hmm. had a lot of friends around me who have experienced that and i oh. i couldn't I could sympathize with them, but I couldn't empathize with them. Yeah. So it was like, well, I'm here, you know, I don't know what to say. So me mm-hmm. not saying anything is not me being a jerk. I just really don't know what to do in this situation. I've never been in this situation. Right. I, I I can't even fathom what you're going through. Right. You know, like I've never had a migraine, so I can't, yeah, I cannot, <laughs> yep. I cannot empathize with someone yeah. who has my, I can sympathize. Yeah. Because headaches hurt. Yeah. You know, but, 
like and then going to that that place I mean for me it was it for me it was deep enough and for me it lasted long enough but just that I put a toe in that water I was like oh okay so yep that's that's really real for a lot of people every day yeah what did you think got you there was it just like um because it was a struggle with the salon for the first time yep um now did you guys get a loan to help you yeah we did all the things we navigated it really really well I think going through all of that cares act and the PPP loan and like Mm -hmm. all of this other stuff that was being thrown around it was um it was proof to myself that I was doing my business the right way going into the pandemic yeah so for me when I got to that place it was the government shut me down Mm mm-hmm the government shut me down. <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing hair for two decades. So what the hell would I do right. if I couldn't do hair? Yeah. It you took know? it away from you. It took, they took everything mm-hmm. away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's when I hit that moment where I was like, do you, you think, know. Do you think hair is kind of your, like, um, you're out? Like, that's what, like, you do to enjoy life and like do you you enjoy it and you get to be creative and that's kind of I enjoy making people feel good I enjoy being a sounding board Mm -hmm. um my husband tells me I have this knack that people just will sit next to me and start telling me their whole story and I don't (laughs) have to say anything I really enjoy being that person because you're empathetic Mm -hmm. yeah and if I if I can't be empathetic in that situation I'll just stand next to you. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do anything, but yeah. I'm like, I'm here. I don't know how to be here, but I'm here. Yeah. But, um, um, I don't know. It just, it was crazy. It was just, it was, everything was taken away from me. And then, so I'm like, well, is that my creative outlet? And I realized I do love doing hair. I mm-hmm. love the whole technical aspect of doing hair and the, the creativity of, Here's a fabric, you know, yeah. so if anybody that sews or if, you know, anybody that plays around with paint and color and those sort of things, that's, that's a nice, awesome medium to work with. Yeah. But I also realize that I just enjoy doing stuff. Oh yeah. In general. Just, In general. Just, I yeah. have to, I, I'm your very active drunk friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I am your hold my beer, watch this friend. <sighs> or, um. If I'm at like a party and I'm not having a good time, you will find me by myself in some area yeah. having my own really, really good time. And I just have to do stuff. I just, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, so, that. yeah, so that I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed doing stuff and creating things. Does it have to be hair? No. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, going back to like, okay, if they took away everything from me and I just, what would I do? Because at this point, point when I was at that place we had no opening date yeah and do I take government money to keep my business afloat or do or is it time to start looking what it looks like to not have a business anymore you know at what point can I still get out while I'm ahead Mm -hmm. and then who the hell is gonna buy a hair salon during a pandemic when everybody's shut down you know so you kind of hit these roadblocks and um so you know, just going back to what would I do, and um, 
my father is a high-end woodworker, carpenter, mm -hmm. and I've always liked to mess around on wood, refinishing wood, and not cool. necessarily creating out of nothing, but just kind of pimping out a piece here and there. And oh, so, cool. do you still do that? Um, if I had time, yes. Yeah. I bet your house so, looks cool. <laughs> during the pandemic, I did a couple of pieces of furniture oh, cool. and you know messed around at my house and hand tilled my perennial garden. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, yeah, just did. Fun. Just I was busy with my hands. Yeah. When I wasn't in a corner crawled up sucking my thumb. Yeah. But, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Um so is that kind of cuz I guess everybody I feel like I'm so curious what everybody did during the pandemic mm -hmm. to keep sane if it wasn't their job. Yeah. So so since you weren't cutting hair, you were doing woodworking and mm -hmm. gardening and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm an avid worker outer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of working out. Um, I am a huge, I'm huge into meditation. Oh. So that helps me really, really energize. You're like, what motivates me? And it's mm -hmm. to be better today than I was yesterday. And the only way I can really put my head in that space mm -hmm. is 20 minutes of meditation. Oh, wow. So, and 20 minutes is nothing. If you can't give yourself 20 minutes out of your day, yeah, then you have nothing to give anybody. Wow. At all. That's so true. So, um. That's, that's, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta soak that in for me. I haven't <laughs> let it sit. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. And seriously, 20 minutes, I mean. It's not that much. It's really not that much. hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, maybe I don't follow like traditional meditation and there's all kinds of different meditations. And mm -hmm. I started this journey before the pandemic because I refuse to be a stressed out, crazy salon owner. Yeah. Because that's very <gasps> textbook. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a spazoid. I don't want to be a control freak where I'm yelling at my team. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to hate people because I work with people. Mm -hmm. So I began this journey and then going through COVID, it was... You know, I'm going to say, like, the first two, three weeks were fun because we were drunk all the time. And, you know, I mean, like, yeah, you know, our our salon pod, we still we still hung out almost every single day. Oh, that's every so single sweet. day. And we live close to each other. So we we always we Is always have our crew? Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. The, the Wednesday crew, crew. the I Wednesday the crew. crew. We've been a Wednesday crew since oh. day one, every Wednesday. That's awesome. And so we would. You know, hop in each other's backyards, you know, and we'd pick a Wednesday and someone would host. And um, so, you know, just that was that got old for a while. Yeah. You know, you're like, what day is that? I don't know. It's day. And I'm like, well, that's no way to live your life. Yeah. Even if you even if the government took your purpose away, that's really no way to live your life. Yeah. So then I just locked it up. Yeah. And was like, nope, this is not what I'm going to do. So I was really good at like. I'm going to do yard work. I'm going to do yeah. all these projects around the house. And I'm going to still give myself an hour of workout time every morning. Yeah. And, you know, still talk to my friends. And then things weren't getting better in the economy, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, you did what am I doing this for? Yeah, you did everything you could. Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. So I'm going to order Thai food and eat it in the dark. <laughs> For the next three days. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> no, right? I, I felt like my blood starting to become stagnant yeah. and coagulate in my body, and it was not a good thing. So Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Just snapped out of it. Yeah. And um, how did you get out of it? Did you just like, you're just a mindset. You're just mm-hmm. like, yep, you, you, Total you can't mindset. do this. You Total mindset. Total mindset. Let's go. Let's. Well, for anybody that it's worked out, like at a gym, like you get up, yeah. it's dark out. Yeah. Or you get off of work and you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And the hardest, the hardest part mm-hmm. is lacing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you schlep yourself to the machine, mm-hmm. you know, or go for whatever. And guaranteed for everybody listening, once you hit 15 minutes, you're invested. You're going to finish yeah. that workout. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you, I mean, endorphins kick in. Yeah. Now you're on a roll, right? And you feel great. And then you feel great. Yep. You feel awesome. Yeah. So I kind of contributed to that. So if I had a really, really crappy day, mm-hmm. you know, I don't let it get to me to the point where I can sleep. So the things are not racing in my head. I'll either write stuff down yeah. or I just like surrender it. Like I can't, it's eight o'clock at night. I can't solve this problem at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I don't have the brain power. No one's going to be answering a phone if I call like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Maybe I'll prep a few emails, but I won't yeah. send them. Yeah. You know, those sort of things. Oh, cool. And then I just turn on my Netflix and just hang out like a normal person. How do you work out every day? Like, are you a morning or a night? I'm a morning. If it doesn't happen before 10 a.m., it's not happening. Yeah, I feel like I'd be a morning person, too. Mm -hmm. I just kind of stop sleeping in until 10. (laughs) (laughs) That is real. So really got me going on this morning cycle is I have to get up early and take my kids to school. Well, since I'm already up, you know. Yeah just next stop is the gym yep and then when um everybody started doing online and so i'd be sleeping in and then it's like no just get up and just go yeah just go yeah and but you're right though for me when i'm up at like 10 a.m i'm like well now i just have to go yeah go into my office and get stuff done i can't i don't have time to work out so i totally get that did you go to the lion's gym that we talked about yeah yeah oh cool so i've been a member six years seven years Cool. So oddly enough, a hundred years ago, I was a member of Bally's gym. And so in St. Louis Park, which is no longer there off of Excelsior. Wasn't that like a big one? It was a big one. Yeah. So it had a pool and racquetball and, Mm -hmm. um, oh my God, my gym membership was $8 a month there. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So then I, then I befriended one of these trainers. I believe his name was Matt. Okay. Okay. And so... You know, we would just banter. He never really trained me, but yeah. we just bantered back and forth and whatnot. And um, so I left Bally's. Yeah. Um, and I switched over to LA Fitness because that's when I met my forever husband. And he was at LA, so whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was um, a, uh, I coached cross country for Sacred Heart for two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I coached with his other mom, Erin. And her and I hit it off really well. Well, Aaron's like, well, my trainer, Matt, he would love to have all the cross-country students go to his gym. And, you know, and then they can, like, you know, see what it's all about. Well, it was his gym. Oh, whoa. So he left Bally's. But prior to that, which I didn't realize, prior to that, he worked for Lion's Gym. And Lion's Gym used to have a location in St. Louis Park off of... uh, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. And I would go to the tanning salon next door. Yeah. And so I would, like, I think I saw him, but I didn't. And then so when we went into Matt's gym that he yeah. started, 
I was like, oh my gosh, I remember you from Bally's. And he's like, I remember you from Bally's. And then I started talking to Leah from Lions and she was like, oh yeah, Matt was one of our trainers. Oh my gosh. And the only reason I went to this tanning booth, because I'm not a tanner, okay? <laughs> I am like pale. German. German. I don't tan. <laughs> I burn. But when I was super poor, my girlfriend and, and I would spend eight minutes in the tanning bed. Oh and then we would go have happy hour margaritas and then get our nails done. And that was our spring break. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Actually, that sounds good right yeah. now. Especially with this margarita. Just, yeah. Just like, go just, get warm. Just go get warm. And then I don't even want to get tan. Yeah. I would walk in there and, can I get the bed with the oldest light bulbs that you have, please? Nope. <laughs> just cover your body in a towel. Yeah. Well, I would put sunscreen on and they're like, don't do that because it ruins our bed. And I'm like, but I don't want my skin to be ruined. I know, I right? Just yes. want and warmth. you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, yeah. Yeah. So I would have like a towel on my face and. Yep. You know, you and then warm. I would have the SPF 40 on in the bed. Yeah. It does. It ruins the it, it ruins. I think it bed. ruins the plexiglass. Like, oh. like that sunscreen, I think, cooks into it a little bit. I don't know. I can I, see that. But aren't you supposed to wear something? Like weird coconut stuff? Like an accelerator, yeah. I think is what they I'm like, wow, that sounds great when you're pale. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. was always pissed growing up, too, because... In high school, it's like, let's go tanning before prom and blah, blah. And you get the little Playboy bunny stickers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then people would show off their tan lines of their bunny stickers, and I never had one. I know. I don't <laughs> think I did either. I remember those very yeah. well, though. Yeah. Those I, I just saw a meme about that. Like, if, oh, if you, yeah. the girls that you knew yeah. doing this. Yeah. Then something. you should be getting, like, a skin check. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. We really, like, Yeah. tanning was in. I remember I... I do remember a quote that I said when I was in middle school. I was like, and of course I'm pale too. I've yeah. heard and it's terrible for yeah. me. I have the worst skin, like thin, thin yeah. skin. And so I was just like, I'm going to die wrinkly and brown and leathery. I don't care. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I don't care how wrinkly yeah. I get. Now I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know. Well, I go to Florida with my girlfriends and I chase the, the shade and they laugh at me. Yeah. I'm like, no, no. You I, need the shade. I need yeah. the shade. Exactly. Need the shade. Yep. It'll make me physically sick. Too much sun will make me physically sick. Do you ever get heat exha- exhaustion? I lock it up before it gets to that point, but my yeah. kids experience it very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, I, I've had it too, yeah. actually. Yeah. And the first, I hear you get it once, and then it's mm-hmm. so easy. Mm-hmm. So once easy. Once you get it, it's just automatic. Yeah. So. It's crazy. I don't know. The closest, I've done um, three Ragnars. Do you know what the Ragnars are? Uh-uh. So... It is the second stupidest thing I've ever done in my life, but um, we it's a relay race, so you if you're an ultra, you only have six members. If you're a regular team, you have 12, and it's a relay race, oh. and you race 200 miles. Okay. So you, you leapfrog, so you each have legs that you run, and collectively, everyone runs a marathon. Oh, okay. So, but it takes, you run for 48 hours straight. Whoa. Nonstop. So we start in Winona. This this was the Great River. They don't do this route anymore. But you drive down to Winona, mm-hmm. and you start in Winona, and you have two vans, six people in each van, and you just leapfrog your legs. So, like, one leg could be seven miles. One leg could be 11 miles. Whoa. One leg could be three and a half, but it's all uphill. Whoa. You know, so every leg has its struggle. Yeah. And so we would run all the way up to Stillwater and then run all the way back down through St. Paul, and then we would end up at the U of M campus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cool. So it was like a road rules. Fun. It was. I was like, where's Puck? Do you remember Puck from yes. like the first road rules? Oh my gosh. And then, yeah. 
I'm like, I need Puck running around with like a sock hanging out or something. Like the original. The original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. Yeah. What so. is time? What is sorry? Now I'm going back to something yeah. else. But what is reality shows now? Like what are I like, don't know. I don't watch them. Do you watch TV? Because I feel like you're the type of personality that goes, goes, goes. I, more often than not, when I watch TV, it's on. I'm yeah. not necessarily watching. It's just in the background. It's just in the background. Mm-hmm. So right now, my stupid, very stupid. I don't even care. Guilty pleasure is this series on Netflix called The Good Witch. And it ran on Hallmark for seven seasons. Oh, she's sniffing me out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She just, she, she's loving me. The Good Witch. I've heard of, okay. It, it's so, it's so Hallmark cheesy, dreamy, like. What year is it? I feel like it. It's, I mean, recent. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the characters' names, but um, one of the girls that play is like the daughter. I want to yeah. say, oh, she was in. Oh, my daughter knew. She was in, like, remember when Goosebumps did their series? Yes. She was one of the actors or actresses in Goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. And now she's, like, this teenager in this Hallmark. What? Yeah. That's crazy. So, I know. My husband's like, you're really watching Hallmark. And I go, because I, I, I have it on. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting with my cat and my dog and yeah. my laptop. And I'm just, like, cranking out stuff. Yeah. But I... You know, it's dumb enough that I can yeah. walk away and not... <laughs> Sorry. She's just... Oh, we're getting kisses from the puppers. <laughs> it's the sweater. So, but as far as, like, TV shows, no. I don't... Yeah. I don't have... I don't have satellite cable. I just... I have Netflix and Hulu. I hardly ever go on Hulu. I have Amazon. I hardly ever go on Amazon. It's... No. Like, when do you have time? You know? Like, you do so much. Yeah. That's crazy. So. And you have time to work out. That blows my mind. You I have mean, to. Yeah, you, because you have to for you your own to. mental, physical mental. health. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to that meditation bit, it's not like me sitting on a mat just doing my alms. It's, mm-hmm. maybe it's meditation in motion, maybe because I am a runner. Mm-hmm. So I can get lost in my own head. Mm-hmm for like a good half hour and not even know that I'm running. Mm-hmm. But my definition of meditation is calming the voices in your head and recentering on how your body feels and how your brain feels. And when you open yourself up to that, problems get solved. Yeah. Answers come to you. Different ways of looking at things come to you. If I'm having a super, super stressful day, yeah. we just talk about how we hate sun, but <laughs> I'll find a spot either in my house or on my deck yeah. where I can get that morning sun on my face oh, and yeah. just something, I don't know, like it's very Zen yep. and it just quiets enough that answers, answers and ideas just come to you. That's so cool. Did you study that or did you like, how do you learn that? Um, I just stumbled on okay. it. I kind of found me. Does that sound weird? Like no. I said, I'm, I'm sounding so weird right now, but this is what works for me. So I don't care. <laughs> Um, you know, I just, like I said, before the pandemic, I didn't want to be that business owner. I see so many business owners that are alcoholics Mm -hmm. and they're overweight and their diet sucks and they don't have quality time with themselves or their family. And like, I I refuse to do that. And then Mm -hmm. I guess I started doing hot yoga because that paired really well with my running training. 
Where do you do that? I did it in Maple Grove. The studio closed because of COVID. Oh, I was going to say, not a lot of them are open yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then um, that one particular instructor had more of like a holistic... You know, some people were playing like soft pop music and this mm-hmm. one was playing more like mantra type music and mm-hmm. her and I just started talking and I would run into her when I'm running errands. Oh, weird. And so we started talking and um, I just decided, you know, maybe I'm, I'm going to see if there's any of these more of like meditation. I don't want to say centers, but yeah. there was one in Northeast called Sacred Space. Yep. I've heard of that one. Yeah. And so I did a couple sessions with them before the pandemic and that just took it to a whole nother level. Really? And wow. then, yeah. And it wasn't broadcasting it because it was my own journey. Yeah. And then, um, and then when the pandemic hit, again, not being an alcoholic and how do I manage my stress? And yeah. I was so stressed during the pandemic that I lost my hair, like clumps of hair. I developed a rash on my forehead, on the tops of my hands. Oh, no. Like, it was, it, I... Yeah, I looked a mess. A huge mess. Stress can do a lot of damage. And I'm like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I have it all under control. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, my hair's coming out. And I'm like... Right? Like, my face is on fire. And then um, I was talking to um, McGee, who's the acupuncturist at Go Health Chiropractic, right next to the salon. And her and I were talking. And um, it's the somatic system in your body, the fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So I started reading into that and how much meditation plays into resetting your brain. Yeah. So I just. I'm so interested in meditation. Yeah. So this is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, and I got my husband involved in it because I think genetically he can get really, really crabby. He's yeah. got a lot of crabby people in his family. So oh, I try to yeah. put it in check, you know. And yeah. So. I got him kind of experimenting with meditation and there was this whole like meditation can work for you. You should come to one of these classes. And it was an intro class to get you to buy into meditation packages and things like that. And so I didn't really like that sales tactic for that. Yeah. But at least he understood that it was, you know, I'm just not making this up. Like this is an actual journey. (laughs) <laughs> Your pup wants to get up in her business. <laughs> I know. I think she's. I think she's hungry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting the business end of it over here. Oh yeah, and you get the butt end, and I keep getting this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're oh, fine. she You're is. Fine. Yeah. She. Yeah. She might be hungry, but yeah, I. I'm so interested in meditation, and I don't know if I should. I don't know where to start, but I think that. I think that's awesome that you see that in yeah. other business owners and you're like I'm not going to be that I'm person. I'm not going to be that person. I mean not only that be your parent yeah. and you don't want to be that parent. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be and it's hard. It's like I mean running a business <laughs> now I got this. Now you got the business yeah. end. Yeah. Um, running your business and doing all these things is almost like you forget about yourself because you want to be the best. You want to do everything. She's not going to oh let us God. No. All right. We might have to do a part two at a different time because we might have to take her. Oh, to this eat. was going to be a perfect segue into our spooky story. Oh, I, I want to hear the spooky Halloween. Spooky. You are now turning in to Excelsior. <laughs> 